I'm on a mission. A mission to speak with the most inspiring people from all over the world. I want to know their stories. I want to know what stories they used to tell. And are those the same stories that they're telling today? Or did they redefine that story to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their dreams? I want to help them share their stories. Why? Because I know the power of the story. I know that it can make or break you. It can give you the world or it can tear it apart. There's always two sides going down in your head and you get to choose. Will I listen to the one that's trying to stop me or the one that keeps pushing? These are their stories and this is the stories we tell. What's up guys, it's your host Jamie Messina and we have a very interesting show for you today. But first I want to let you know what I do as a coach. One of my passions in life is helping people flip that script in their head. If they are telling themselves a story that's holding them back, that's disempowering them, I help them change that story to one that will empower them, that to one that will help them break through limiting beliefs so that they can achieve anything that they want in their life. And I created a free workbook to help start that process. So if you want to check that out, please check the description. I have a link to it there. It's completely free and it helps you to start the process of flipping the script, changing that story that you're telling yourself. All right. So today's episode, I have James Kemp's, James Kempson. Okay. And it was very interesting how we even connected. Um, it just so happened that that morning I had, uh, I often have religious or Christians, um, religious people or Christians come onto my lives, onto my videos and kind of project their beliefs onto me and my lifestyle. And, um, James and I happened to get into a conversation about this and he happened to be a pastor in the past and no longer practicing, but, um, we had a really great conversation about religion, about spirituality. And, um, I just wanted to bring that to all of you. By the way, if you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and do that. So you can be sure to catch it when it drops each episode. I do two a week. And also if you find value in today's episode or any of the episodes that we have, please consider going and leaving a review, preferably five stars that helps us to move up in the algorithm and reach more people. So let's just get into it. This, uh, spirituality conversation with James Kempson. All right. We are here with James Kempson. Yes. Hello and <laughs> guys. All right. So this is going to be probably one of my favorite episodes and here's why. Um, James and I met this morning out by the pool. <laughs> Actually, we briefly spoke yesterday um, through a mutual friend, and we just got into a discussion, and it just so happened that the person I was interviewing ended up canceling, and I'm like, we should carry this discussion onto the podcast because um, this morning uh, on my, my morning live, um, uh, somebody was on kind of, I don't even call them haters, but trolls. I, mm. and I don't even know if this was, it was a religious troll that sparked some kind of trigger within me. And then James and I had a great discussion by the pool and I'm like, let's bring this upstairs. So first, welcome. Thank you. And um, yeah, with, so can you tell them a little bit about your background, which is like the reason why I'm like, oh, we could have this conversation. Well, uh, like we were just talking about before uh, we started the podcast, I think spirituality and religion is whether you admit it or not um and not admit it whether you it's an area of your life that you focus on or not it's uh it's there in all of us i don't think there's any denying that even if you choose to believe or choose to be non um 
religious, you're still choosing to believe in something that you don't completely understand, which I would argue is a form of faith, (laughs) which then is a form of your own version of spirituality or religion and how you interact with emotions uh, or other things that we can't fully define. So I would say my my background in simplest form is I was brought up uh, Christian, fairly conservative, and then to fast forward, uh, and we'll get into all that I'm sure, then exploring outside of a specific religion is kind of where I'm at right now. And the journey has opened up my eyes and my spiritual eyes in a lot of different ways. It's funny because he is also newer to St. Pete. And I feel like St. Pete does have like this spiritual sense to it. Like everybody that has a sense of community mm, and everybody's so different. And there's like, I don't know, something about it does feel kind of spiritual to me here though. Oh, a hundred percent. In fact, the mutual friend that we met through who Evan, I mean, uh, he was on he the was, podcast. Like yeah, a couple he was episodes. on the podcast a couple episodes ago. We even met through, I guess, a spiritual gathering where we just get together and paint. Painting is kind of the uh, the medium, um, but there's a real exploration of different people's. You know, it's a community. You're is getting that the men of uh, refuge thing. Or? It's a uh, um, sacred. The sacred generation oh. is kind of the, the hashtag on it. But without defining it or putting any labels on it, yeah. um, there's just people there from all sorts of different backgrounds. So you have to really open up yourself to uh, maybe talking to somebody about their expression of spirituality that you have never, or maybe you even at one point in your life thought was evil from the devil, whatever, right. whatever terms you want to put on there but then to look this person in the eye which i think is such a huge thing uh, about any community whether first i want to preface us talking beforehand and everything i think we were both of the mindset that we don't want this to be a negative discussion Mm -mm. about this religion or that religion or how i was brought up versus how you were brought up i truly think that there's a need right now and there's a lot of people seeking um, for lack of a better word, purpose. Yes. And I don't mean purpose as in career. I don't mean purpose as in uh, what are the core values. Like that's even too specific. I, I mean in a, a true sense of community. Where do I fit yes. um, in my own community? Or what is my place in making sure I'm taking care of myself first, spiritually, mentally, physically, so that then you can commune with others and hopefully share a little love or a lot of love, a lot of peace, a lot of all the words that every religion in the world claims. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I I truly believe there's so much beauty in uh, so many different religions, but there's that need to both receive love and express love, uh, peace, joy. I think it has to start with community. And if you're unwilling to look somebody else in the eye or you feel uh, your walls that maybe you've built up because you were in this path of spirituality versus this one, I would hope that all of our goals are to break those down a bit so that we can have greater connection and a greater understanding of what it is Uh, I guess I'll say this. 
I've often found religion to be man's best ability, and by man I mean something that's finite, we're all finite, to try to explain the infinite. And that in and of itself is a weighty task, like, or arguably impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet we all have that desire within us to be like, no, my life is going to have purpose. We all know we can't take the money with us. We all know we can't take much with us except for the love that people are going to carry with them, people after us, to be like, hey, Jamie really impacted me this way and I carry that love with me. I carry that joy with me. I carry that hope with me. Um, And religion does a good job at that and then also does a very poor job. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a minute. All right, so in the past, did you say you were a pastor? I was a worship leader. Okay, so something similar. But youth pastor as well, yeah. So I would have been petrified of you. Um, And I'm obviously not, like... But in the past, based on some things that are said or different people's interpretation of how they needed to represent their religion versus when they see me, like kind of like this morning, where I feel like I'm their enemy. Um, and so therefore, hmm. a guard would go up because yeah, a wall would go up. They yeah. see me as, you know, not righteous or whatever. And, and I've learned over time because I grew up Catholic and I really loved that. Until um, I was 18, we went every Sunday and then all the holidays and I went to CCD and I got my confirmation and all the things. And then when I was 18 years old in Boston, that's around the time that gay marriage was on the table to become legal. Mm. And that's all they talked about on Sunday service. So I stopped going Mm. and I was done. But then I found my way back after I went through some personal trouble and took it into my own hands. I haven't gone to a physical church since then, but I told you I listened to a podcast called uh, Life Point Church. Um, So... I would be scared of, of you. Like, even you just yes, telling me that, yeah. I would immediately be scared. Um, can you kind of, like, give me some insight? Just I can definitely elaborate on that feeling because it's a feeling um, I definitely grew up with. Uh, my family had a very specific form of how to engage in faith, um, fairly rigid, um, I'm shying away from using words like conservative because I think that brings up a whole mm-hmm. different bag. Uh, like before, we were just talking about like religion is one of those topics that you're literally told, even as a child, you don't talk about politics, you don't right. talk about religion because there are walls, because people grow up in an environment like yours was different than mine, mine was different than this, but and even somebody else who's a quote-unquote fellow Christian may have grown up completely different. Uh, And so we have these ingrained, very uh, steely beliefs because that's how we grew up. uh, And so uh, I definitely empathize with that because growing up how I grew up, uh, we don't know any different. You're taught that this is um, the way the truth, the life, like no one, to quote a verse, you know, no one comes to the father except through this door. Well, then that makes uh, a child or a young mind that's developing think, well, anybody else that is opening up any other doors to explore their own values, belief system, 
spirituality, God, they must be going through the wrong door. Right. Uh, and then that's, of course, when uh, evangelism is pushed to be like, well, if you see somebody going down those paths, then it's up to you to write them, to get them back on the quote-unquote straight and narrow. I'm going to be dropping little Christianisms and, that's and, fine. I like and it. Stif- stuff I like, like it. that yeah. um, because that was my background. But uh, so you have this need, if you were gay in our church, even as a young adult, I would have been encouraged to talk to you about how you could change your ways, not even understanding what I'm doing as, as a young mind that's beginning to explore something that honestly, we have no idea, even the adults having been involved with seven different churches, you get high enough in the ranks and then you're at these uh you know closed door meetings behind the scenes and you see the the flaws that are in any human Mm -hmm. in within the very person whether it be a pastor a priest who is supposed to be the mouthpiece of god or i won't even say supposed to and they they are to that community Um, they are receiving uh, what they believe to be wisdom and knowledge and god's word even a religion that doesn't have a quote-unquote God, uh, the leader is expressing kind of, hey, this is going to be our values that we sign up on, and if this isn't allowed or that isn't allowed, then that immediately creates, a, uh, which is so sad to me, you know, I think we've all felt over the past couple of years just the divisions yes. of hardships cause people to clench up a bit and to protect themselves and we protect ourselves with the walls and the and the traps and the steel gates and that we have built over the years uh, as hey this is a value that I learned and oh no this person is dangerous because they believe that and so um, there's a whole nother thing but that, that's probably why I felt the need to get involved with uh, teaching and education mm-hmm. um, because now I be college, I started to kind of really question in the best of ways, why am I so certain about the things that I believe? And yet I have all these questions that I never want to or even want to think about because literally the way I was brought up doesn't allow me you to even, even explore them. Yes, that's so problematic. All right. So a couple of things you said, just number one, when you're taught that as a kid, um, I'm like a big brain geek. So neural pathways are created. When you learn things, your brain is forming new connections. And I just think it's, and I hate to use the words problematic and stuff because I, I think religion is great. Like I don't, yeah. yeah. And, but we were talking earlier, social media or in the same way, like it depends on who's the holder of the information and how they're expressing it and if it's coming from a place of love or it's coming from a place of i don't know righteousness or mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so there's so many young kids who number one are pointing their fingers at that one saying you're going through the wrong door and then a kid maybe that was brought up in that sense thinking oh my god i i was made to go through the wrong door why am i having these feelings or thoughts or just thinking they're a horrible human 
Like, yes. But it, it's interesting that then you went from, you know, leading services to coaching because you kind of like bridge that gap. Well, I was, it's actually a very, um, at least in my head, it was a very natural progression. But at the same time, the coaching opened up my eyes because there's no getting around that no matter what religion you you or faith or practice you subscribe to there is a certain community within that system Mm -hmm. even a new one even if you and i got together and we created a brand new religion hopefully it would be successful (laughs) it's weird to say that but it's like (laughs) but it's like let's say we only got like 20 people those 20 people would subscribe to uh, a certain it would just be our community it would be our community that in and of itself isn't a bad thing uh, at all because community i believe is what started you know thousands of years ago started any religion hey we want to have um exploring beliefs exploring um questions that people couldn't answer um and whether that be with inside of us or the greater universe or, or whatever it may be there's something about being connected with other people that Everybody craves. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is literally spirituality. Mm. Um, whether you believe in a soul or not or afterlife, that's that's kind of on the periphery and what's created. Or um, I won't say created. I don't want anybody to ever think like, oh, so you think somebody just made... No, if you have your own practice and religion, my one hope is that it's causing you to open up your heart ever more and... I, I'm hoping it's making you a better, more happy, more joyful, more loving person um, in the best ways. Um, but the transition from going from being heavily involved with the church to becoming uh, a soccer coach, uh, which I did at a fairly high level for a decade and a half, was now my eyes are being opened up by children because I will get a child that's Jewish and I will get a child that's Christian. I will get a child that's Muslim, a practicing. Like I had multiple players um, who would be like, coach, uh, I'm going to be a little weak today because I'm in the middle of their fasting season. And how dare I be like, well, that's just a bunch of nonsense. Now get out on, you know, my heart immediately went to, this is a child. This is a child who is beginning to prepare for life physically and i hope to god is being prepared mentally we know there is a mental crisis right now um we've we've all felt it i don't care what religion you subscribe to what faith you subscribe to through the past um several years uh not just i'm not just focusing on the pandemic although that exasperated things too but like Uh, the politics we've been dealing with uh, that bleed into more divisions um, they versus you know them and they and these people and here I am working with teams of young minds girls and boys who are being brought up with very different approaches to their own spirituality and it really tore all my walls down Mm -hmm. because when I'm working with a young child. I don't give a shit what their background is. I'm just thinking about them. Like, and if they express to me something that truly 
several years beforehand, I might have thought, oh no, this child is whatever, going to hell, which we actually believe. I would be like, wait a minute, like this child has wonderful loving parents that are bringing them up this way. My only hope was that I could somehow uh, continue to nourish. If I felt like they had a healthy, you know, you wouldn't want it to be like if if I noticed that Jimmy or Johnny was or Sally was like (laughs) struggling on the field because of some weird practice that then my that concern might have taken over. But if I tried to do everything I could to respect their way of exploring the spiritual so that they would grow up to uh, be an adult who, again, hopefully is sharing the best of themselves through their spiritual journey. And so that really made me um, just, I have my own practices and I continue to explore them. Um, But my walls really came down then. And you were talking about like, as soon as you felt that from this guy this morning, it's like... uh, my wall went up. Yeah, your wall yeah. went up, and rightly so, because nothing good is going to come out of that. And I truly believe if your religion is causing, you, causing others to put walls up, or you are even putting walls up instantly, almost as like a snap thing. Yeah. Hey, you meet somebody, and um, they don't think about gender or, or sexuality the same way you do. And a yeah. wall shoots up. Even if you're a good person and you're like, oh, but I still love those people. And, Which is what he said. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> he sure. Said, I still love you. I'm like, then why are you treating me this way right yeah. now? Yeah, <laughs> but the wall, they're unable to, to even see over the own wall, the very walls that they are building up to quote unquote protect their faith. Yeah. I, I get that 100%. So let me ask you a question. This might be a tough question. So you... There, there was. A, are you comfortable sharing a little bit about your journey um, from leading a church to? For sure. Yeah. Okay, so there was a certain point where you kind of just felt like maybe this no longer like aligns. Like I'm still religious, but what was the moment that ha- was there a specific moment that made you question like what am I doing up here? There's two. So uh, I'm going to share a, a teeny, uh, a couple of short stories. Um, one has little to do with this, but will give a little insight into maybe my personality as I say <laughs> yeah. things. Um, I have a twin sister, and when we were born, she was born first, and then I was born. Um, and they actually thought there was something wrong with my eyes because my one of my eyebrows was very high up. And <laughs> my mom just said she was like nursing me for the next two weeks, and it just looked like... I was looking around at everything with the most classic kind of caricature question, like on my face, <laughs> yes. like like what is going on out here? Like so, so they actually thought my eyes were uh, disaligned. So they took me back to the doctor two weeks later, and he just said, they just said, no, he's just got his eyebrows up um, or his eyebrow up, and it'll come down, and and then it did. But I only share that because I have always been a very and this is bad. If you're in a religion, it's it can be very dangerous to have a quizzical mind. Like I I was asking questions to Sunday school teachers at like five years old, like mm-hmm. hearing um, whatever story they might tell in the in the kind of children's version. 
I would have some questions. And some of the questions I remember to this day, the teacher being very just quickly moving on mm. um, and then me continuing to w- wonder about those. Um, and when I was 11 years old, it was kind of a bit of a conundrum for me because most of my siblings were getting saved much. And I say saved because that's the Christian term of um, accepting Christ into your heart. And then that's kind of the, you're a Christian now, you know, mm-hmm. you're saved, you're, which is such a funny term in and of itself. <laughs> uh, you're hope you're not going to hell un- unless you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, and most of my siblings, I'm one of 12, got saved much earlier. And here I am 11. And I remember it even being a bit of a topic of like, oh, you know, I could feel like my own family kind of con- wanting to convert me. Like I hadn't gone through any door yet. Like, and that's almost as bad as going, the wrong door. going through the wrong door. And so um, I was just lying in my bed one night and thinking I do love my family still love my family they're wonderful people and um they have their own with 12 people there's now so many different uh, um explorations of spirituality from this one family unit yeah but 11 years old I was just like okay I kind of have I have two paths two two doors in front of me I can go through this one and kind of it's going to make my family life a little awkward and I, I love these people and I want to, or I can go through this other one that I don't quite fully understand. Um, but it's what my family's doing. And mm-hmm. I had a very conscious, I didn't feel moved by the Holy spirit. I didn't feel really anything spiritual in this moment. It was very strange. Uh, and then I just said the prayer in my bed and then told kind of my family the next morning, like, yeah, I said it, but it was a very, almost logical decision yeah. like hey this is the family unit i'm in let's get with the program yeah type of thing and then i loved music and i ended up leading worship and then uh for years uh like 12 years but um you're talking about the transition as i went through college and continued to be quizzical and talk to all sorts of different people and some people had answers some people didn't have answers you know the journey of mm-hmm. of trying to understand spirituality the religion you're brought up in like i still had so many questions more questions than ever about it um and i think the biggest moment for me was literally kind of what we were talking about i didn't like this feeling or like somebody would uh come into the church and here i am on the inner circle you know kind of i'm the worship leader uh youth pet like i'm meeting with the elder like all this stuff and there would be times where there would be kind of in a very churchy nice way stuff would happen that i didn't agree with like hey this person maybe is gay and uh, we would like them to find a different mm. church to worship at always in very nice right quote Respectful, unquote but yes you aren't welcome here. <laughs> and so i began wondering what is if if the religion that i'm involved with is both causing me to build up walls in my own life and then also to see people as other and even be leading worship and then wondering like well isn't the church supposed to be for quote-unquote sinners but it seems like we turn all the sinners away and unless they follow certain rules and then um 
I began to just kind of think to myself, this this isn't the feeling that, not feeling, feel, this isn't the exploration of community, purpose, everything that we desire that, uh, you know, people often talk about, oh, there's something missing in my yes. life. And then that's when religion will come in and go, have you tried this? And it can be a beautiful thing for people. Religion can change people's lives yeah. uh, for the very best reasons but I don't think you should ever remember the initial thing that brought you to that religion was a desire to want to work on yourself to bring more joy in your life to to commune with other people but then don't stop there continue that journey and it seems like so many religions simply want you to get off the elevator at their level and don't ask any more questions. <laughs> don't ask any more questions yeah. about uh, possibly exploring further. Uh, and I'm speaking as someone who I don't have a degree. In, you know, it's it's not about credentials for me. Mm -hmm. It's about the impact that you can have on another's life in the very best ways. Mm -hmm. And you are not going to have any impact. And like that interaction that you and this rando, <laughs> I like what you called him in the beginning. Uh, a uh, you said oh, a troll. religious troll, yeah. which is so perfect. It's like we're all these religious, we're all trolls in a way, but be self-aware about the things that you, the bridges, if you, troll, you know, he troll burned bridge. down the bridge. Yeah, there exactly. There could have been a bridge. We could have had a great discussion and I have, you know, with other people who are respectful. And that discussion, whether he knows it or, well, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. He doesn't understand that that very discussion is a continued pursuit of his own spirituality. Mm. Um, and that's what I meant by that elevator. And I, I've used that several times with friends who I've talked with over the years. It's like, we all want that community. Yeah. We all want, but if I'm all of a sudden in a community and, and I can't ask certain questions or broach certain topics... And I do mean that, although people would say like, oh, I'll argue with you about anything. I'm like, that's not the point. The point isn't to argue right. or discuss. The point is, if if we're in a discussion or even just hanging out as friends and I make a joke about something that offends you, I think your first thought, unless the person is being an absolute jerk, if somebody is just, you're communing with somebody and then they share something and you're like, oh, that's not part of my background so it must be wrong you're the one that is stunting your own spiritual growth mm -hmm. anybody who believes that defending their faith which was a huge thing thing uh in in a lot of different religious communities but especially in the christian community that i grew up in defending your faith you got to know the bible you got to know read some books you got to read uh, you got to listen to sermons so that you can defend the faith that's a Oxy, maybe I'm not using this right, but that's an oxymoron to me. That's that's if you're if you feel the need to fight to defend your faith, then your faith isn't doing for you what you think it's doing. <laughs> that's it's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it, the truth, quote unquote, is supposed to set you free. Spirituality is supposed to fill up those parts of your life um, that you know deep down. Just like I was born a man uh, with six foot, you know, I, I'm talking born with attributes. Yeah. 
we're also born with personalities. We're born with spirits, spiritualities. Uh, I, when I said born with spirit, I'm like, oh, there might be some people that would even fight against that. But I'm, what I mean is we all feel that connection. When you have a good conversation with somebody, when you have a good time with a group, uh, and I mean a true good time, a time that when you leave, you, you can still feel the glow. You can still mm. feel the peace unlike so many interactions where you go to a bar and you're like, oh, we had fun with friends, but then you leave just feeling kind of exhausted and mm-hmm. just kind of drained. Like drained. I would argue that even though you might have had a good time there, you were not connecting spiritually. No, um, yes, 100%. You were physically trying to have a good time and maybe did have a good time again, but... Very surface It was level. very surface level. Yeah. And spirituality is the deeper levels i think in a nutshell and we've humanity has tried desperately to put it in a box so many so many different boxes to say this is the way um but i've talked to people from all sorts of different backgrounds and the ones that i find to be whether they're christian whether they're muslim whether to be truly happy in their faith are the ones that literally will have conversations with anybody they are comfortable with their beliefs but they're not so comfortable oh no i would say this they're so comfortable that that whole defending the faith thing they don't feel the need and and i would argue with anybody who really takes offense or feels like they've got to defend the faith they might be questioning it themselves they and they might they they might have questions about it yes they might have questions about it that they're unwilling to deal with because their religion, the structure that they're in won't allow them to. And yet desperately their spirit wants to open up right. those doors. So they're kind of projecting. Because that happens a lot, you know, in any type of projection scenario. Like if I come on and, and I'm to somebody's live and I am attacking them for whatever, it's usually not because I'm happy with where I'm at. Mm. <laughs> right? It's because yes. something within me isn't, fulfilling or and I am now projecting or attacking you because that for some reason makes me feel more righteous or more whatever but if I'm comfortable in who I am and you know I won't talk crap on somebody or make somebody else feel bad that even if I don't agree with what they're doing because I'm really comfortable with what I'm doing and I'm solid in that and I know what I'm doing is right and true and you know and apply that to religion or whatever it is you're being self-reflective you're being you're continuing to explore which I think is so important on every level of being a human and wanting. You must be self-reflective. You must ask questions. Do it on your own time. If, if you feel like the structure of religion that you are in or your pursuit of spirituality causes you to go, oh no, that's wrong. Oh no, that's wrong. On your own time, explore those things that you think are wrong. And it might feel weird. It might feel... Uh, literally feel wrong because so many religions take you tell you to take captive your thoughts and like oh don't have a bad thought if you have that and it's like whoa 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 now you're literally putting walls inside your own brain like you are going to run into some and I did like I, I it's been a long journey of kind of being like even if I come to the conclusion that this is wrong for me please think through please reflect on it don't like that's what i was telling myself like it's like oh as a christian i shouldn't be um thinking this or i 
this person's doing the wrong thing, reflect. There's not, nothing wrong with reflecting on why you believe something and do it with an open mind. And that will continue your journey in the best possible way. Even if you stick to a uh, belief that maybe uh, offends other people, right. if you are not doing it to offend and if somebody comes at you and is offended, you don't feel the need to fight back or defend your listen we should always be listening and hearing where other people are coming from and if you can't do that that's a red flag too right so that's really religion for me is just a a lily pad a a springboard into exploring continually exploring um, your own spirituality so let me ask you a question 11 years old and your siblings are having this saved moment before you. What constitutes a saved, like, how did they, how do you know? Like, you had to say a prayer or? Um, a lot of it for, yes, you know, a, a prayer um, and then maybe somebody witnesses it. And then later you might write down, uh, like, the moment you did get saved and then you get baptized in front of uh, witnesses. Very, very structural, very institutional, which we don't have time to talk all yeah, about yeah. all that. But I would love to some sometimes share some of the stories that I had being involved with all these different churches and understanding that I do have a great deal of open mindedness and even respect for churches that are going about things in the correct way but also having seen the insides of a lot of uh, workings and church workings and realizing um, faith is, should, I don't believe, should ever be confined to just don't get off the elevator and get off the elevator when you need to and commune with those, listen, but continue elevating just kind of your own understanding of mm -hmm spirituality and and don't worry too much about semantics and the words that you it's so funny sometimes you will literally have kind of a negative interaction with somebody because they just didn't use the exact same terminology right. you're saying the same thing yeah and then you realize oh this person believes in god the same way that i do and and it's propelling them to be a better person but because they use different terminology than i do I felt threatened. Threatened. Like it was yeah. wrong. Yeah, that happens often. So, like, when I talk about universe, because I believe in God, and sometimes I'll say God, but sometimes I say universe, mm. or, and I still consider that to be God. Um, the unknown, the, yeah, yeah. It, like, I still, I consider it all to be God, but some people, you know, just, but yeah, they, they I had somebody once say to me, I think you need to stop talking about the universe and get down on your knees and pray to God. And mm -hmm. I'm like, but we're saying the same thing. Yes. You know, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, to, I've had many experiences like that where, and have even been on the other side early on, you know, in because witnessing and evangelism is such a big thing for every religion and um, could talk about that in some irreverent ways as well. I'm, I'm trying to keep for this first yeah, religious <laughs> talk with, um, to be very... Uh, sensitive i'll use that word there's a rough side to any institution the fact that churches have to keep the lights on some of them are huge you know mm -hmm. um staff uh staffing and 
there's no getting away from that's not very spiritual. Right. <laughs> we are dealing with now systems and uh, financial systems and um, people getting fired uh, for this reason or that reason. And I've seen that. I've seen the irreverent side of church as well up close and personal. Uh, and you can always stop and pray as much as you want but there's and being like okay well let's pray about this but it's like if you throw a white cloth over something it's still underneath there Mm -hmm. you know so one of my main questions that i usually ask people is if you could go back to your childhood self and what would you say but i want to switch it up for you so if you could go to a young I don't know, it doesn't have to be a boy, but a young child that's going through and kind of questioning their own faith at the moment and but can't. Or maybe they feel like who they are or who they feel intrinsically is, a, is wrong based on what they learned. Or what kind of advice would you give to them about how to navigate so that they don't feel so alone going through that? Great question. Uh, and one that I dealt with all the time working with kids at such a personal level. Literally, there are some kids, especially coaching, that I saw more than their parents each Mm -hmm. week. And childhood is just a constant exploration of the emotions you're having, the the changes in your body, the thoughts that you're having, which I think culminate in the spirit. Like all these things, we look to spirituality to and oftentimes through that religion to kind of help help us function better in all these like emotions maybe you're have, having to help explain um, maybe the the development stage that you're at right now. Speaking as a teacher, I'm always thinking about child development. Yeah. And like I got a lot of psychology in that. And so there's a lot of kids that are running into this. Uh, and then if their family does subscribe to a specific religion, that is a huge part of their life. Without them ever, no child goes to church their first time at like four years old, three years old, or even as a baby. And it's like, what is going on in this? There's no, there's no questioning it. Right. That it, You are just birthed into it. But I have run into children uh, and high schoolers who are questioning this, questioning that. Maybe they feel a certain way about um, their own sexuality, for one, or what's going on in their own body uh, or thoughts that crash up against their religion. Now they begin feeling like they're weird or not normal or, or even sinful. Or, mm-hmm. And then that develops all these other things. Lean into your curiosity in a very positive way. Like, don't approach anything thinking, oh, I must be weird, not normal, other, because I'm having these thoughts or having these uh, feelings. And even though it can be tough, like you said, but there, like certain, certain upbringings won't allow you to explore this or that. I would say still continue to ask questions and don't ever, anybody that faults, I'm not even going to say a child, anyone for asking Mm -hmm. a question, that's a huge red flag. 
I would say to anybody going through thoughts like this, um, first and foremost, ask the question to yourself and lean into it in a very positive way. Like, why am I thinking this or having questions about this? And then find very simple, and I do emphasize simple, because don't try to come up with something clever. It's not about you being clever about trying to convince a friend or maybe ask a question to a parent or just very simple questions that you can ask somebody you really trust. Um, be that a parent, be that a pastor, be that a friend. And then listen to their answer. If they shut that door and say, oh, well, this isn't something, then you know you might want to really dig in there because... We should want to answer questions about something we believe in right. uh, and then take whatever answer they give and continue to find the most simple question you can ans ask about that answer. Um, and that may open up not only your eyes to things, but it has a chance to open up other people's eyes. And I have seen this happen time and time again to people who are very staunchly in a certain camp I believe this this person believes that so we don't like each other type of thing and then a simple question a very simple question gets asked and that person is forced to just kind of consider it so that was kind of a long-winded answer just to say lean into your own curiosities in a safe loving and i'm talking about to yourself be kind to yourself as you first reflect on why you even have this question don't let anything influence you just ask and explore it consider it yourself and then find a simple way to ask that question to somebody you really trust yeah and if they happen to give you an answer that shuts you down don't necessarily take that as your bad but take it into your own hands to explore a little more which yes. is what's great about I guess you always don't find the best things on Google. Is So let me ask you this. Do you know of any religious sites that w are you know, not so black and white but kind of explore a little bit more where you can ask certain questions like that? or Not anyone specifically. I know... Um... I know there's a lot of, even within different religions, uh, of people pastors, priests, whatever, who are incredibly open. And that's what's beautiful, I think, about this whole spiritual journey, this whole mental, heartfelt, the things that humans love to control things. We <laughs> love to have control of our lives. We love to have control of our environments. Yet nobody has ever found a way to control the spirit. That's the only way I can think of even calling it. The, 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 the thoughts, the anxieties, the, the uh, desires that we have at a deep level. We try to fulfill them with a bunch of surface level thing, stuff. But then we wonder why, well, why do I still feel this way? Well, because we have to keep taking that elevator one step higher keep reflecting like i think of i know he's popular but uh like even duncan trussell who we were kind of talking about earlier he has his own things that he does and he's a bit funky and weird at times but 
you can feel from him that he is wanting to explore. Like, that's what I love about it. It's like mm. he, he is blown away by things. Like, he's like, wow, that is, <laughs> there's just this sense of wonder and excitement that I would never use the terms wonder and excitement in a religious. Yeah. It's like church is not wondrous and exciting. And I know people would be like, well, try coming to my church. My church is great. It's the best. We have <laughs> it's like, I get it. You, you can have something that you do with a community and really, really enjoy it. But you dig a scratch a little bit deeper deeper, and you're going to find very quickly that there are things you aren't allowed to explore, questions you aren't allowed to ask. And to me, that does not define wonder. Yeah. Like, I think that's what we should all be striving for. Uh, like, can this stranger that I started a conversation with or this friend that I love getting into those finally real deep conversations with friends where... The stuff that we have just built up throughout the weeks and maybe months, if, you, if you're not some, maybe years, if you're not somebody that has these open conversations, your walls are up and you're, you feel safe in your castle that you've built. First, I feel a bit sorry for you because the open, real conversations mm. are what push us and fill us in ways that nothing else can even if you follow all the commandments that you're supposed to follow that might fulfill a side of you that's uh, more about the discipline and the which every religion has and most spiritual practices that's why we call them spiritual practices even the freest of the free spiritual practices still have practices but those practices can't fill you up like truly connecting with somebody else and exploring your own faith exploring your own belief system to the point where when this person asks that question that you're like oh that's not something i believe you don't even have that reaction you understand that this is a friend who's also on their journey and they're pushing you to grow in yours and uh, hopefully without judgment you've been able to take down some walls and you can push there and there when you leave those conversations there's just this feeling of spiritual fullness yeah um it's like true human connection for real um true human connection that has nothing to do with the physical that's why when you were saying earlier i forget what you said but something about you were like it's not a feeling but it is like i know what you're talking about like when you feel super connected and are able to have these conversations and explore like there is a feeling and i always like grab like my gut kind of mm. like just like it's like you do it's a feeling but what is it i literally did that this morning um worked out and then uh ellie who is kind of leading the workout did a quick meditation just to kind of like end our workout which mm-hmm. i think is a beautiful thing you're doing all this physical work right. you're and then just to calm that, like take those deep breaths and just be like, hey, let's remember that there's a spiritual side of us too that we can also work out. And as you're feeling all the aches in your body, let's connect with that. Mm. Um, and I literally grabbed my chest at one point um, and I was just like, it's important to feel your body, the energy that it puts out on a spiritual level. And 
oh my goodness, even saying that, I know that that would be seen as kind of some hippie bullshit by right. a oh, lot not, of people. Not to these like, listeners. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but I'm saying to in in whole, and yet, if anybody, again, if anybody, if you have that thought that I've had to turn it off so many times in my life, this initial thought of this person's crazy, you right. know, like they believe this. I was like, I've had to flip that switch off so many times and be like, shut up. Like, listen. Inside, you know, yeah. brain or heart, whatever. Shut up and just listen to this person express their um, spirit. Um, and if you don't have that connection and you're not going down that, that is a totally fine, but you can listen to it. And surprising, even if you come to that conclusion, like I was saying earlier, of, yeah, this isn't for me. This isn't a path that I'm going to go down. Maybe for your whole life. We can only do so much in our physical existence. Right. No one's going to explore everything they can physically. And no one's going to, not a chance, explore everything they can spiritually. So if you decide that that's not going to be something you pursue, that's per perfectly okay. Just accept that person's journey which is so cliche to say, like, oh, we're all on different journeys. But, but the, we are. But we are. Yeah. The truth <laughs> is we are. And when you pause your own journey to connect with somebody else's journey, even if you just give them a, a, a hug or a pat on the back and say, good luck, we're not all going to climb Mount Everest. Right. But if I ran into somebody who climbed Mount Everest, I'd give them a high five. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I have no, <laughs> I do not want to climb Mount Everest. Yeah, so it's just... A sense of being open and at the same time being confident, I can't think of a better word, in your own spiritual practices. It's like this is giving me life, at least for now. Right. Um, if you, every morning you wake up and do blah, 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 or every night you go to bed and do blah, 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 and that helps keep your heart open so that then wonderful. Keep doing that spiritual practice. If you ever find that practice to start to get a little tedious, maybe think about it and what could you add to it or what could you transition to. I just think we treat spirituality and religion so different than everything else in our lives. I'm trying to get back in shape a little bit. If I only did one freaking workout, like I just did my biceps mm -hmm. yeah you'd meet me in a couple of years and i'd have huge biceps and nothing skinny else legs. skinny legs <laughs> and, and nothing else and maybe there'd be a whole community of bicep people and you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. but we don't look at it we go train the whole body and take care of the body and stretch the body we don't do that with religion it's like pick your workout mm. stick with it for the rest of your life and don't you dare veer off because your community is going to abandon you if you do which again oh red flag i just had this, such a visual of like the bicep community and in and, and somebody being like well shouldn't we work our our legs and they're like no <laughs> we, <out> <laughs> that's <know> hilarious <laughs> somebody should make that cartoon for um, real all right well we don't want to take too much time but yeah. tell me is there anything else maybe mm. that you would like to share before we sign off uh i just think um what you're doing with these this emphasis on stories 
is um, so important. Uh, I uh, have listened to almost all of your podcast right now. And I just think the power of story is mm-hmm. literally a spiritual journey in and I mean, of isn't itself. Isn't that what the Bible is? Yes, all of all of them. Religion started with stories, and those stories gave people hope. Those stories gave people joy. Those stories gave people purpose. Um, And we all have stories, and how you choose to explore yours um, is a very spiritual uh, thing. And just hearing. Other people share experiences in the most raw, true form, I think is how we get more connected. Um, 100%. And so uh, I was just excited when we mm-hmm. met and we talked. That was a, a feeling I definitely, I was just like, this is, this is so exciting. Uh, and I just hope... Uh, you continue to do it and I hope to find I hope to be a part of it in some way so yeah well I believe that God or the universe or whatever connects everybody you know nothing is a mistake and the fact that I was sitting out I usually don't sit out there when it's Mm -hmm. colder because it was colder for me (laughs) today and uh, that you guys walked up like just then it was you know I always say divine intervention. I love it. That that works. Yeah. I think that works. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. And yeah, you you guys will, he'll be back. I promise. <laughs> that was a very interesting conversation with James Kempson, guys. Something that um, I want to talk more about because I continue to have uh, different people kind of come at me about life, my lifestyle. And um, the thing is, I am a very spiritual person. And so I am intrigued by these conversations. So we will probably do something similar again in the future. But until then, I hope that you found value in today's episode and that you're doing your thing. And until next time.